The title of last week's show was Alberta's Most Valuable Export, Roy Linkletter. Well, forgive us now because we obviously skipped over another runner who could definitely vie for that title. A runner who was the 2017 Senior Women's National Cross Country Champion, a member of the team racing at the 2019 World's Cross Country Championship, and someone who is currently attending medical school in Edmonton, Alberta. Claire Sumner joins us on the show this week to talk about finding familiarity in unexpected places, making the move across the country from Queens to Edmonton, getting her coaching online as a physical member, and hopefully lowering her half marathon PB in Houston this weekend. You're listening to The Terminal Mile at The Terminal Mile on Instagram and Twitter, a Tracky Radio production. So since you, you know, left Queen's University, don't have any more eligibility left, it almost seems like you've, uh, you've kind of fallen off the face of the earth. Uh, but we got to see you at uh, Cross Country Nationals this year as well. We want to know, though, how has your training gone uh, this, this fall? Uh, yeah, it's been going pretty well. Um, it's definitely been a big change from previous years. I'm so used to doing that cross-country season of youth sports, OUA youth sports, and just being on the varsity team at Queen's. That's been for the past four years, so it was definitely a big adjustment. I'm in a new city. I'm in Edmonton, Alberta now, uh, which is very different from Kingston. Um, so that was an adjustment, just making the move out there. Um yeah, so what I found really different this year, like the training is going well. Steve is still coaching me online, which is uh, wonderful. I'm so grateful for that. Um, so, um, but the big difference has been like what I've been training for. So instead of cross country, I've been more focused on the road races this fall. So uh, the plan was to do a half. And so I ended up, I was training for most of September and October for the, the Toronto Scotiabank half marathon. So, um, yeah, that went well. It's something that I, I did enjoy doing that longer distance stuff. Um, so, yeah, yeah, the training's been going well. After that, I decided to, um, or I, I was planning on coming to Kingston for the National Cross Country Championship. Um, it was the last year in Kingston, and I just really wanted to be there. So that was another, like, goal for the fall was to make it down there. Um, I was, it was different because I'm, I wasn't training cross country this, it was a lot of road stuff this fall. So I was a little nervous about going to race on the fort. I thought the fort would eat me up this year because I haven't been training on it, but, um, yeah, I'm really happy I went down there and I was super happy to secure a spot on the world cross country team. That was the dream come true. So yeah, all I can say is that it's, it was big adjustment and I definitely missed being on that, the varsity team and missed the Queens girls and the Queens men's team and everyone there. Um, and I miss Kingston a lot, but um, I think it's been a smooth transition. And I'm just happy that I still have Steve coaching me, even though I'm so far away, um, and that I've had the support from them, um, physical from Kingston. So, yeah, it's been going well. You know, I, I have a lot of questions about uh, Steve's coaching and that sort of stuff, but I have to know, you know, how quickly did it come back to you, uh, you know, running up at the fort? You know, you, you said you thought it would eat you up alive, but uh, was there a certain familiarity uh, that came back pretty quickly? Definitely, yeah. So actually, that's what was surprising was I thought that, like, I'm so used to having trained on it all season, and so I was really expecting to find those, like, it's it's a deceiving course. You always think or it looks easier than it is. It's 
um, very rolling hills and those sharp hairpins. And um, so I feel like I thought it would be easy to forget and I haven't been running on it all fall and are doing hard workouts and stuff on it, which I'm used to doing in preparation for that race. Um, and all the mud and the wind and the everything, like everything combined, it makes it a really grind of a cross country course. But, um, yeah, when I was the start of the race, like it just felt like it came back so easily. And, um, I was just so happy to be there and excited to be back on that home course. Um, and like, I think I've just run there so many times now that it, it was very familiar. I knew exactly what was coming for me. So, yeah, I think it did. It was actually surprising at how good I did feel on that course. But um, I think maybe I've just run on it so many times now that I don't think it will be a surprise to me again, which is nice. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned you mentioned that you you weren't specifically training for cross country this year, but. I mean, like, you have to have a certain advantage going in. I mean, like, you trained on that course for a bunch of years. You were, you know, the the reigning national champion going in as well, too. Uh, but, you know, then there's the other factors. Like like you said, you weren't exactly training for it. And, you know, the field was super strong this year as well, too. What were your expectations going in? Yeah, um, I was a bit nervous going in. Uh, I did feel slightly more pressure. Actually, yeah, a lot more pressure going in this year than previous years. Um and then, yeah, I was a little worried because I hadn't done much cross-country training. I'd been on the grass a couple times. And I did a little race out in Alberta to kind of prepare me for, like, the, the grind of cross-country and getting that feel back in my legs of running on the grass. Um, and then, yeah, I was I saw the field, and, like, the field's deep usually every year, but, like, particularly this year, it seemed like everyone was coming. And um, so that was intimidating as well. Um and then there was also, like, people vying for that, the World Cross Country team, and that was definitely on my, um, like, I, that was in my, that was my goal is to qualify for that. So um, I did go in, like, nervous, but I also, I tried to adjust my expectations a bit. I was, I was also happy to be able to travel back and be able to make that happen this year. So I was kind of, like, torn between being nervous and I kind of flipped between, yeah, being like super nervous and having like a lot of pressure and expectation on myself and then just being excited to be there and um, just do the best I could to try to qualify for that team. So, yeah, I tried to like, I tried to just step up to the line, just be more excited than nervous and try to adjust my expectations. It was a different season, um, not as focused on cross country as I usually am. Um, So, yeah, Uh, yeah, I think it was just, I just had to, go in with a different mindset, but also try to remember that I was competitive and um, I was fit and ready to go. So I think that was important too, is making sure that I, I was still confident and that I still believed I could have a great race there. You know, one thing that I have enjoyed about your coach, Steve Boyd, is is that whenever I talk to him, he just seems to have this this, uh, you know, pure amount of, you know, sheer confidence in his athletes. If you ask him how his athletes are going to do, he's, you know, he's, you know, he'll, he'll give you an answer that, you know, most people will think is very optimistic, but, you know, he thinks is, you know, completely realistic. And, and it's really, really neat to see. Is that something, you know, like, does that, did you find that that has affected you, you know, in all your time running for Steve? And is that something that you noticed and, you know, your teammates noticed as well? Definitely. Yeah. I've noticed that like right from my first year at Queens is 
actually both Steve and Brant would tell you things that you could like if you had a great race or just no matter what, no matter like who you are as an athlete or they always told you what you could do and like what they believe like this could like how you could develop as an athlete. And like when you talk to them pre-race, they tell they're so confident in what you're able to achieve and it's always positive, which I think and they say it in such a way that it's like so assertive and like they have so much confidence in how they trained you and how ready you are. Um, it's like sometimes it does seem unrealistic, but I think so many times they've told me what I can do and then it's actually happened that now when I talk to them and they before a race or something and um, they tell you what's possible, I, I have more belief in it. It's still, like you can still get nervous and kind of get freaked out by what they say, but um, I definitely appreciate that part of like both Steve and Brandt as coaches. Um, just like they always believe in what you can do and there's no doubt in their mind, which I think is important for an athlete to hear beforehand because there's so much uncertainty before races and it's easy to doubt yourself. And I definitely do, but I always feel more relaxed after talking to them and you feel more confident and excited. And it's just nice to know that you have that support all the time and that they believe so like they totally believe in how they trained you, which is also really nice like and like I totally trust their plan as well um but they have so much belief in like the fitness and how they've developed you as an athlete and and they've prepared you so well for that race so yeah no I definitely I noticed that from my first year at Queens and I've like grown to appreciate it so much more throughout like as I've been coached by both of them these past four or five years so would you say that, you know, their confidence then becomes the athlete's confidence and, and your confidence in, in this case? I think so. Like, I can only speak for myself. Um, but, yeah, for me, I've definitely appreciated that. Um, and I've known, like I, like I said, like, it was in my first year at Queen's, I found, like, what they would say, I wouldn't really believe it. But I think as I've gone on and um, I think now when I talk to them before a race, um I tend to like have more faith in what they tell me. And I think other people, I have talked to others as well. Um, and I know that they, like most people, most like we love like to have that confidence going into race and you like to be confident that they, or you like to know that they are confident in what you can achieve as well. It's a nice feeling. Um, and even if like it doesn't go as you want, they're never, it's never like a disappointment either. Like sometimes I think sound, like we would get a little nervous if we didn't perform to what they expect, then we were like a failure, but they never, like they never treated, they were never disappointed. Like things happen and they kind of tell you what they think you can do. And if like everything goes as it should, or like they give you like a realistic goal, but like so they know that not all the time you're going to like hit the goal that you wanted. So yeah, like it's, it doesn't put too much pressure. Like for me speaking for myself, I don't find it puts too much pressure. It's just more of a positive thing going into a race is that they're confident in what you're able to achieve in that particular race on the, and on the particular day. So you're, uh, you're getting trained, uh, you know, via plan through the internet, which means that probably finding training partners, well, like it wouldn't be as easy as say when you were at school where you could, you know, match up with, with any number of people. Do you have, uh, Mm -hmm. do you have people that you can train with, uh, out there in Edmonton right now? Um, I do. Yeah. So I've, I've found, I've been doing a lot on my own, um, which I definitely have found challenge me in a different way um it's more 
So what I found different from being in the varsity system compared to now is that instead of you're not really accountable to a team anymore, you're not like running though as an indiv- individual sport on the varsity, like when you're in the varsity system, it's like you're still running as part of a team and you have that team aspect with you, which is really unique. And I definitely miss that. Um, so yeah, being out here on my own and like now you're running it's purely for yourself um so it's like a different kind of motivation that goes into it and you're accountable to like yourself and making sure you're doing the training um so i found that like uh finding people is really important because that keeps it that's another like it's a motivator to get yourself out the door when you you know you're meeting up with someone else um and i found running is a sport that you can you can usually find a community in most cities so i have found um a couple of people in Edmonton that you can meet up with and um, do a workout with. And it might not be the same workout, but just having someone to warm up and cool down with makes all the difference. And just having someone on a long run or um, on any easy day run, that makes a huge difference to have someone to talk to. It makes the time go by faster. And just to share running with us, like, that's what I miss a lot too, is like being with my the team and being able to like, like share the, like what you love about running and, yeah, so I, I definitely miss that part. Like, in being at Queens, I miss all my teammates and just being able to text them up and go for a run every day. That's something that I'll always miss. But I think I've I've definitely found some people out here that make it easier, and um, I've still I still love the sport and still want to do it. So, yeah, that's definitely helped. You know, if you take a look at that at that roster of people who are getting coached online through the Physicult uh, program, you know, there's names like, you know, Lindsay Tessier, uh, Eric Bang, Jeff Costin, uh, you know, looking down south of the border as well to Will Norris. I'm sure that there are many, many people, Colin Fewer. There are a ton of people that I'm probably missing, but, you know, all those names are probably pretty recognizable to anyone who certainly listens to this show or anyone who, you know, follows along with, with competitive running in Canada. What what makes it so successful? I mean, why do, why do you think that um, you know the people who are following those plans are doing so well, even if they are training on their own and you know getting their plans via the email? Um, yes, yeah, so I think it just it depends on how motivated you are as an individual, and but I also think mainly it's like Steve's coaching style. He's he's really uh, easy to communicate with online. He's very clear um, and he's really reliable. He Steve sends out the plan every Sunday and um, you kind of know what to expect. Like it's he, um, his plans are pretty like um, predictable, but like, like it's not, like not, there's not much surprise, you know, you're going to get the plan on Sunday and you kind of know what to expect for the week. And it kind of like lays out the week for you. And I think it's nice to have that too, because you can kind of plan out your week and, um, plan your training training accordingly with like the rest of your life um and I, yeah i think so like that's what i like steve's great for an online coach he's really easy to communicate with which i think makes it easy as online athletes um and yeah he's always readily available like if you have any concerns like you're able to like com- like uh communicate with communi- communicate with him very easily um yeah and i think what makes people so successful is just Staying like dedicated to the plan and just having trust in what he sends. Um, yeah, I can, I can only speak for myself here too, but um, I find that like training on like it's been pretty similar to how it was at Queens, just missing that like the group workout 
Um, the, we'd meet like twice a week when I was in Kingston, and that's really the only thing that's been different. Um, because a lot of the time he would send out the plan of like all all the time Steve sends out the plan over email anyway. So he is a very he's very easy to communicate with online. So I think that like we can um, like as online athletes of Steve's, like a lot of the credit goes to him and. Um, our duty is to just make sure that like you're following it each day, but it's pretty easy to do if, if you want to, it's all about like your motivation as well as an athlete. You know, big changes for you in the, in the past year, including going to, uh, to medical school. Um, how was, how's the training school balance been, uh, you know, since, since you started this, I mean, you've been pretty used to being a student athlete, but you know, uh, I think medical school has this, you know, reputation for being big and scary and, you know, like, uh, a lot more of a time commitment. Yeah, I think it does. It does get that reputation, but it is just more school. That's what I'm finding, at least for the, the first two years. Um, it's a lot of just more class and lectures and studying, but it's all stuff that I'm used to at this point, um, throughout, my undergrad is a lot of class and studying and lectures and you kind of learn to make running work with that. So I've, I've definitely found like the, the biggest things for me have been the new city and then getting used to the new school. Um, but like in terms of the actual like, like med school, it's, it is not, it's not hard to manage with running right now. Um, it's very much like a, a day job. We are, we're in class like eight to three, sometimes less. Um, and then you can get your run in and, um, I actually find it's a lot more structured. It's a little bit more structured, at least in my undergrad, because we don't typically have night classes or um, like you have, you're very much like in class for a certain amount of time. Um, so it almost does seem like a day job to me. And then it's all material that I've always loved. So I'm taking like all the classes I'm in, I enjoy. So that, that makes it easier as well. Um, yeah, so I definitely found it, like, the biggest adjustment has been the, the move, but other than that, it's all the, the studying and being a student athlete, it's, it's very familiar to me. So I think I've been able to manage it pretty well. 2018 was, was a pretty cool year for you. I mean, like there's a, there's the cross country thing, but, you know, taking a look at, at the year, um, you, you set PBs, uh, you know, in the, in the road 10 K, um, you had a really great race in Toronto in the half marathon. The only, the only track thing that really sticks out to me is, um, you ran in London. I think that was a PB, uh, a 5,000 there, uh, but that was a, that was a really cool setup as well too. It's, it's a lot of road stuff. Is that kind of where you see your future in the sport at this point? Yes, I think so. Um, I definitely, I really like the road stuff right now. I've, I'll always love cross country, but um, I think as a post collegiate athlete, um, the road, like either you do, you're more of like a road runner or a track runner. Um, and I think I'm definitely more of a road runner, and I enjoy that more. Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying. I like, I love, I love the 10k distance, but I really did enjoy the the half marathon in Toronto. Um, and I think at some point I'll be trying out the marathon um it is a scary thought but um i do like right now i i do like the half and i think i almost like that distance better than the 10k so um yeah i definitely think that in this or like as we go on from now i'll be more on the roads okay so help me separate this one out here so 
was was your cross country part of the build for this half marathon or is this half marathon part of a, a new build with the say the end goal being you know world cross um yeah so i actually i was kind of uh, a last minute entry into the the houston half so the fall i was the main goal was actually doing the the toronto scotia half that was kind of my main goal and then i just wanted to participate in the um, cross-country nationals as well um, and then yeah and then originally I was just going to train and get myself ready for NACAC and world cross-country um, but then I had an opportunity to race at the Houston half so it is kind of like I'm using it as another race opportunity to get myself ready for the the next one which will be NACAC and then worlds in March um, but it is a, like it's a really fast race I think it's just another good opportunity to run a fast half um, not necessarily only being used as a training run for um, World Cross or NACAC. It's it's kind of just a good opportunity to get a good race in. And um, there's lots of great Canadians going down. I know there's probably a lot of elite Americans as well and people coming from all over. And I've heard great things about this race. So I'm really excited to have the opportunity to race there. Um, and I'm hoping to get a the half marathon TV. And I hope that I continue to like the distance. Do you have like a specific uh, workout that you like to do maybe a couple weeks out before before a half marathon just so you you know you know where you're at going into it? Um I've like this is only my second half so I don't know I don't really have a favorite one that can tell you how ready you are. Um I know Steve a typical one that he talks about is like 2 by 20 minutes at half marathon pace and I remember doing that in the fall. Um it's been a bit different, though, but for this one, because I kind of have a, had a little downtime after nationals and then kind of, like, built back up. So it's been, I think the workouts have been different than they were in the fall. Um, yeah, so I've been doing a lot more stuff on the treadmill as well. So it is it is hard to know where I'm at at this point, but I think that I'm in a place to run a PV, so I'm I'm hoping that will happen on Sunday. Oh, you know, you you made a, a good point there that I almost forgot, and and that is that you are living in Edmonton. What is the weather like there, and and how has it been this this year for you? Um, yeah, it's actually so. The worst part was when it snowed in September. That was very disappointing. But um, honestly, since then we've had a pretty decent fall. Like the the thing about Alberta is that um, it's the weather's not terrible it does get very cool you get the extremes you get the the minus 40 sometimes but we actually haven't got that this year um but overall i would i would have to say it could be worse it's it's cold but it we, we've had like mainly our temperatures between like minus five and minus 15 and it's it's a dry cold which i almost prefer to the the humid cold in ontario so i haven't found it too terrible to deal with like sometimes the the roads are icy and that's what's made me go on on the treadmill um but yeah the weather the worst part of Alberta is that it it can snow in September it can snow in June it's kind of unpredictable um but other than that yeah I think like anywhere in Canada the winter is terrible other than BC so um I was expecting worse it is actually exceeding expectations right now 
All right. So, you know, heading into into World's Cross into the World's Cross Country Championships, um, you know, you have uh, some some pretty impressive uh, lineage, I guess, on your side. Uh, perhaps you can explain, um, you know, who uh, who that family member is. And I'm I'm wondering, is, has she given you any pointers or, you know, any any little hints or, or any pieces of advice to to take forward with you? Um, so my aunt Allison, I think you're talking about, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so she ran at this race, um, way back in the day. Um, yeah. And she actually, she called me before I raced this a couple of years ago in Africa and she did, she did give me some advice. Um, cause she, she does have a lot of, ex- or has great experience running on the world stage. Uh, so a lot of it was just kind of um, like the confidence part. So just not trying not to get too intimidated by the field and like making sure that you're still like, like putting yourself in the race and not just running it to finish it. Um, it was slightly different circumstances last time it was in Africa. We were running at a really hot time of day. Um, so there was those factors that also made me nervous and things that like as a Canadian coming from a cold climate, it was hard to go into those, or go into that race setting. But I think for this year, um, I will have to talk to her again, actually, before this one, because I feel like Denmark will more favor Canadians. The climate will be much more mild. And so I think that for this race, and we have such a strong team going, I'm so excited to be part of this Canadian team. Um, I think that it'll be more, it'll be less about just surviving the race and actually more about like getting yourself in there and competing. So I definitely will want to chat with her beforehand and see what she has to say because she definitely has some some good pointers and um, good advice for me. All right. Speaking of Denmark, what uh, have you thought about, you know, what are the goals going into this? You know, where do you see yourself, um, you know, hopefully at the end of that race? Um, yeah, so I'm trying to remember, like last time I was, I think, 52nd place. I ended up finishing. Um, so I would want to... Uh, perform or finish higher than that um, but yeah it's hard it, it's always hard to know with these international competitions because there's like the best in the world are going to be there um, but I think I've, I've heard the course is going to be very uh, it's going to be very hard very hilly so that tends to I, I tend to do well in the, on those courses um, and I think yeah the weather will be more favorable for Canadians um, so yeah, I do want to. It's hard to know where what's realistic. I still have to talk to Steve and um, see what he thinks. But um, I definitely would want to do better than I did last time, and like significantly, maybe like putting it out there, maybe top forty. I don't know what's realistic though. So uh, I just want to be uh, the best I can on the day and do the best I can for our team. And I'm just, like our like I said, our team is really strong this year. Um, and I'm just really happy to be on it. And I think we can do something really special as a team. So it will also be nice to talk to my other team members and see what their goals are. And then, um, yeah, and then make my plan accordingly. Well, I have to say that you are probably one of the best pure cross-country runners that, that we have in the country right now. And, um, you know, it's always great to watch you race, Claire. And, you know, I really appreciate you being on the show this week. Um, yeah, thanks, yeah, thanks for taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Terminal Mile. Big thanks to my guest this week, 
Claire, as well as to track you for their ongoing support. If you want to find us online, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at the Terminal Mile. We're also on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and of course, tracky.ca. Big thanks to you for listening. This has been the Terminal Mile, a Tracky Radio production. Music